carry you to freedom, baby. We can make a plan. If they fail, then we don't need them. And these roads are never easy. Put my city on the map. For those who couldn't feel me, know my city got my back. Like, you can take my hand. I'll carry you to freedom, baby. We can make a plan. If they fail, what's going on, everybody? We are back at it again. Shot Colors Crew uh, with uh, the icon, the man, Timmy Diesel from the 48 Minutes crew. Uh, we are going to be talking free agency and big signings. We couldn't go this week, Thanksgiving week, and not have a show. We right. couldn't go this week with all these signings, all the things going on, and not give you everything that has been going on in this last 24 to 48 hours and all these signings, uh, free agents and re-signings. Guys securing the bag. I'm talking about securing the bag. I've already introduced him once. My man, Timmy Diesel. What's going on, my brother? Hey, man. So excited to be here supporting our friends at Braxton Brewery. Hey. Hey, okay. There it is. There we, it is. We love you guys. We can't wait to come back for a live show. Man. Shout out. If you haven't had a road trip yet, they don't pay me to do this. But if you haven't had a road trip yet, I highly suggest it. Man. And, and Braxton Brewing, I mean, as, as a company, as they've expanded throughout Northern Kentucky, um, they do it right. I mean, they, they've been awesome. Uh, yes, sir. A great partner for us. Um, and and they, they've been they've been just complete professionals and been awesome with us. So we cannot wait to be in front of a live crowd again to do that show. I mean, it was completely cool. Um, and my partner, my ace, Buku, my number one, my boy, Joshua Odellis, Pharrellis, Montellus, overzealous, rocking the USA. Iverson Jersey Hayes, what's good, my brother? Cash rules everything around me. Yes, sir. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like you said, securing the bag. No doubt about (laughs) it. They're just throwing money around in the NBA right now, like it's candy. Man. (laughs) I'm about to go get me a contract myself. Hey, I'm telling them. Hey, I can get you good 10 to 15 out here. You know what I mean? Let me get in shape. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm gonna give you a good ten to fifteen. I can, I can, I can still bang a little bit. You know what I mean? Give me the, give me the league minimum. You know, I'll, I'll take hey, it. I'll take the league minimum all day long. Right. <laughs> so, uh, we're coming to you guys, man. We're excited. Um, we are going to be talking about free agency. We're going to be talking about the signings. Uh, I mean, and there have been a list of them. I mean, from Gordon Hayward, who started it all off, to just recently Brandon Egram signing a five-year deal. I mean, we've got a whole list of them. There's there's tons of signings. Um, you know, some of mine that I've seen, guys, is is I love what the L.A. Lakers boop, 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 have done in this offseason. They go out. They know they're going to lose Rondo. They go out and get Dennis Schroeder, a guy that, that, I mean, in OKC was as solid as they came, was a solid uh, backup to Chris Paul, they played side by side, um, and he—I mean—he's a defender. He's a guy that gave them a lot in OKC, and now you're bringing him in to kind of replace that Rondo role. Another huge one I thought was Montrez Harrell. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, that guy. I mean, we we say this time and time again. There are glue guys in the NBA, guys that give it everything they've got every time they're on the floor. Guys that'll do the dirty work. Guys that are going to get in there and just grind it out. And that's Montrez health. So for him to walk across the hall and say, yeah, I want to be a part of the Kings thing is huge. 
Uh, and the other one is, is Mark Gasol. I mean, another former defensive player of the year going in, and, and now he's part of that Laker legacy, leaving a little room maybe to sign his brother. Uh, I mean, he didn't take 16. I'm just saying. Um, so I, I love what the Lakers have done. Um, I know there have been a ton of signings. Um, Tim, what have been some of the big ones that you've seen uh, and, and have witnessed here in this last 48 hours that, that have made you happy for the NBA? Oh, man, there's been a lot. Um, yes. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. So the Lakers ones, obviously, you already mentioned them. They're big. Um, you know, a team that just won the title got better, and that's yes. crazy. Um, you yes. didn't even mention, like, you know, you listed all those names, and obviously they're all going to be big additions. But Wesley Matthews also signed with this team to kind of yes. be that other defensive guy that keep KCP um, right now. So just one piece missing, and, you know, everyone expects that one piece will be back with the team. And, no one's worried about it by any means, which is nice to have in free agency. So um, <clears throat> obviously everything they did is awesome. I think, you know, they got better, you know, as we said. So that makes – that's a huge deal for them. I really, really, really like the uh, – actually, I got, I got to admit it. I got to give them props. I really like the Serge Ibaka to the Clippers fit. I think it's yeah. a really good pickup for them. He's yep. obviously close with Kawhi. Um, I think he's a big addition for them makes a ton of sense for what they're trying to do as far as replacing that Montrezl Harrell role. Um, yep. you, you knew you couldn't go in with Zubac and be fine. Like you just knew that that's not a guy you can have in the playoffs and be successful with. Right. So getting Serge Ibaka, who's won a title, who's played an additional NBA finals, I think is a big get for them. But the one that really strikes me that I'm the most curious about, and it's more or less just the health situation is DeMarcus Cousins going to Houston. Yeah. Um, Yep. You know, this is a team, those guys you can tell are trying to keep Russ and Harden happy. They're trying to keep them in town. So bringing Boogie in, who's well-respected amongst the league, everyone wants to see him be healthy again. I want to see him be healthy again. Mm-hmm. I like that move a lot. So, um, and then one's kind of underrated. I really like the Warriors getting Brad Wanamaker. I didn't love him in Boston, yeah. but I, th- I think he'll be good there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Joshua Odellis, Farellis, Um, some of your thoughts on the recent signings here in the NBA. Um, well, I want to touch on um, real quick because you had talked about Anthony Davis. Everybody's thinking he's going to resign. Tim's really good at explaining this stuff, but I don't know if everybody understands why he opted out. Like the, the reasoning on his opting out of the deal that he already has to go back and resign. Tim, can you explain that a little bit? Or So more or less it was leverage um, is one of the bigger things. It's more or less that um, – you know, when they made the trade, he told them flat out, like, my game plan is to be here. Um, not just this year. I know I'm going to be a free agent, but I want to be a Laker. And really, the kind of I feel like the point of it has kind of changed in a sense, only because we're now in a situation where Windhorse made the point that it seems like he's kind of waiting for Giannis to see what Giannis is going to do. That, that's, yeah. where I, that's where I was going with this. Yeah. So there's a lot of talks right now that Anthony Davis might sign a one-on-one because LeBron also has a player option this year yes. coming up this season. So there's a possibility they both opt out, recruit Giannis, and take and try to take less money. It's the rumor of what they're trying to do. So, yeah, Josh, that's exactly, what's go- that's exactly what I think is going on. Yeah, um, you definitely um, hit the nail on the head. That's where I was going with it. I wanted to, 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 to see if uh, – people kind of understood like there, there's a, there's a strategic plan in place, you know, and obviously theoretically, if that was to ever happen and Giannis decided to sign with the Lakers, I mean, I, I <laughs> it's in the season. Just can't, I mean, that might even be worse than what we saw at golden state with KD on there with the, with the splash brothers. 
That that is definitely. Um, obviously, you know, we talked about um, that. You guys touched some of the big ones. Um, I know that Tim and I was having a conversation during the the, the our pod over the draft about um, why the Sacramento drafted a point guard uh, in the first round. And I was like, I wonder what they're going to do with Fox. And then literally like that night uh, or the next morning, <laughs> Fox signed a five-year extension for 163 million. So I, I remember I texted you. I said, well, I guess that answered my question. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're holding on to him. You got some of the other big deals, you know, Tatum re-signing with Boston for the same contract. Uh, another one of my Ville boys, Donovan Mitchell, securing that big bag, getting that five-year, almost $200 million extension. Um, but then the two that happened today um, was Bam getting that extension with Miami. Um, he went four for 163. And then Brandon Ingram, who I feel has the potential to be an all-out killer on the court when it's all said and done. Yeah. Him and Zion can figure out how to play together. Plus, I feel like the Pelicans are making some decent moves. Um, they, they could be a team that could – surprise a lot of people coming up this season I still think that maybe they're a year a year away maybe just because they're so young um see if Zion can hold up for a whole season but I like the Brandon Ingram signing I think Brandon Ingram went to the Pelicans last year and he showed his worth so um the one I still don't understand and I know I was teasing with you guys is what Gordon Hayward got in Charlotte and uh yeah out he opted out of over was it 31 yeah um and he got he got good money in charlotte but like i told you guys that money in charlotte is worth a lot more than this money he was going to get in boston uh just off the cost of living alone but i mean he's had a few years in boston to show what he was worth and like he's never been able to fully put it together yet with the injuries and things like that so i'm not really understanding why charlotte stretched that to go out and pay that money to get him yeah, I, I don't know. Like you said, I mean, it was $34 million he turned down in Boston. Um, and I'm not sure what what Charlotte saw that made them want to spend the money that they spent um, in order to, to pick him up. I'm, I'm not really sure. Um, you know, he's been off injured. Um, there have been, you know, when he plays, I mean, he shows glimmers of being the old Gordon Hayward. But is that worth dropping $30 million for? Um, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, another team that 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 kind of has made a little run here, and it started off with Chris Paul, um, is the Phoenix Suns. Um, I know that Tim and I and I and we all have a group group chat and a group text, uh, but we had talked about the Suns team that, that's making some moves, man. I mean, uh, you start off with Chris Paul, Jay Crowder. Uh, they made some other moves. Uh, they Dario Saric that that uh, re-signed. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're making some headway to put around Devin Booker. Um, do we do we think they, they creep up in that in that Western oh, yeah. Conference? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think Chris Paul alone makes them a contender. What do you guys think? I think the top four teams in the Western Conference are in the Pacific Division right now. Yeah. The two LA teams, Golden State and Phoenix. I know Golden State's without clay, but they're still going to be really good. If Steph's healthy, if Draymond's healthy, if they get, oh. you know, if they get Kelly Oubre, you don't think Denver has it in them to make a run again? No, come on, Josh. Come on. Come on. We know, <laughs> we know how this story goes. We know how this goes. Okay, actually, 
Yeah, I think Denver could definitely be in there. I didn't think about them, but yeah. Okay, the top five and, De- and with Denver, the other <laughs> well, four. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but as we talk about, I mean, the West is just always so deep. I mean, and and you know now you have other teams that are taking the blueprint from putting big pieces around big pieces. So you knew Devin Booker needed somebody else. So then you give him a Chris Paul. Hey Ben. It, it, yes. Sorry to talk over you, but we just got a Woj bomb. No. Well, okay. What we got? Bogdan Bogdanovich. The Kings will not match his offer sheet. He's going to the Hawks for He's 40 for 72. Wow. Talk about was, a team that's made some moves. Man. I was just fitting to say about to talk about the Hawks here in a second. Yeah. And the Kings did not match the offer. Is Vince Carter going to come back for one more year? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, man, Woj bomb. There it is. So the Kings don't match the offer for Bogdanovich, and he will be a hawk. That's another team. I mean, it's it's making Rondo. serious. Yeah, I mean they're they're putting some pieces down there as well. Um, yeah, but yeah. So the Phoenix Suns, though, we we had talked about the moves that they made, and they put they have put some serious pieces down there with Devin Booker, uh, and, and are are looking to make some headway there. Um, so let's let's talk about Atlanta. Gosh dang! So they they've got Rondo. They just signed Bogdanovich. Um, they've got some young talent down there. Chris man. Dunn. Chris Dunn. I mean, they've got some young young talent down there, and they're putting pieces together. Um, I think they're setting themselves up for a good run, man. What do you what do you guys think about these Hawks team? This seemed like a lot of let's get better defensively because we yeah. know what Trey Young's kryptonite is. So. Yep. Yep, um, yep. you know, you, you draft on Yeko Okongwu, who was one of the better defensive, was probably the best defensive center in the country after Wiseman was out. Yeah. Um, you bring in, you know, you signed Rondo, you signed Chris Dunn, who, you know, I think led the league in steals last year. He was first or second with Ben he, Simmons. He was up there, yeah. And then um, you also kind of have a circumstance now with, um, you know, I think Dwayne Dedna got like finally, no, he was back. That whole thing was weird. Yeah. Right, but, right. Yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, if Cam Reddish kind of clicks it again, if uh, DeAndre Hunter continues to get better, like yeah, they've got young pieces that are yeah, good. They're, they're good. You know, um, I think Lloyd Pierce is a good coach. So mm-hmm. bringing like these veterans like Rondo in, which we've seen, you know, everywhere he's been has paid dividends. Yep. Besides Dallas, of course, but yeah, I think uh, I like what they've done. Yeah, and I and I think you're putting like you made a great point. I think you're putting pieces around them defensively. So you so you're not putting making Trey Young vulnerable on the defensive side of the of the of the court. Um, he can worry about shooting and, and making plays and doing those other things. Um, and, and now you brought in a Rondo, a Chris Dunn, uh, and some other defensive factors, keys and factors there. What's that? And now you bring in Bogdanovich. You have Clint Capella. And now you bring in Bogdanovich, who's another good defensive player. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean that they're doing some big things down there. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how that works out. Didn't they sign Danilo Gallinari too? Oh, Gallinari went to, um, I think that so. was the Hawks. Yeah. That was like three years, 60 or something like that. I'm looking. So yes, he did. Three, three years, 60, 61.5. Man. This is about scoring and defense. We're all about I what the Hawks are doing this offseason. Exactly. Yeah. 
So yes, yeah, so they got scoring thirty two a night. Well, goodness, man. Yeah, I, I mean, it, yeah, that's. I mean, they're they're putting together a a, a squad down there uh, of shooters and defenders, uh, and um, I mean, they they're making some good moves. Um, another big uh, free agent that we talked about was Fred Van Vliet, who decided to stay in Toronto, uh, four years, eighty five million. Uh, Josh, I believe it was you that was in the Texas said that. That is the largest free agent contract by an undrafted player yep. in NBA history. Um, well deserved, of course. I mean, he's got good an stat, NBA championship, and and I'm sorry, what'd you say, Tim? That's a really good stat, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I think that that's a a, a good signing for them. That's a great man for them that he went back there, and I'm glad he went back. I really could, honestly couldn't see him playing for anybody else. I mean, I, I mean, of course it's the NBA, but he kind of is. He kind of is that definition of Toronto. So um, it's it's good to see that that he's he's back where he needs to be. Um, another team that we had talked about too um, is the Rockets with Boogie Cousins. Uh, they signed Christian Wood. Yeah. Um, and and um, I, I don't know if, if that's enough to keep. Harden and Westbrook, uh, but man, the Rockets are trying. Uh, Josh, what do you think about that, that, we, that whole Rockets situation? Well, my my first thing is is that can we just get a healthy Demarcus Cousins? Because yeah, yes, when he, when yeah. he was healthy, I mean, he we could argue he was the best center in basketball. Absolutely. Before before the you know he had some wasted years in Sacramento where he was just a straight dog. Yeah. And, uh, yep. I had always, you know, I felt bad. Like when he went to Golden State and I was like, man, they get this guy healthy. He's like, it's a wrap for everybody, man, because he, I mean, he's that dominant. And we saw glimpses of it when he got in the game for like little short spells and he got hurt again. And, you know, then he got healthy and then he went to the Lakers and he got hurt again. Yep. So um, I don't know. Cause, cause as of right now, their roster is pretty much kind of intact. I mean, they still have Westbrook. They still have Harden. They still have PJ. They, you know what I'm saying? Then you add the DeMarcus Cousins. Um, they lost uh, – I don't think they've really lost two. I mean, you said they got Trevor Ariza in a trade and then letting go. He's been traded like 10 teams. Yeah, like he this week. Say, he's been traded. <laughs> he's been traded so much, man. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to keep I don't up know. With. I don't know if the DeMarcus Cousins signing is enough um, to keep him. And there's not very many names left on the board that I think could really help Houston. Uh, As I was about to sit here and talk to you guys, you know, um, probably the the two or three biggest names out there is, um, I want to say Hassan Whitehead or Whiteside is probably the biggest name left. And then you got, you know, Reggie Jackson and uh, Hollis Jefferson um, I mean, Isaiah Thomas. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just let's not also, a whole lot left. Let's also remember that the Clippers gave Marcus Morris $64 million. Yes, they did. I mean, Frank the Tank's still out there, you know. I mean, yes, I don't they know did. Houston. Kyle Corver can hit threes. I mean, you got him out there. But I, I don't I don't know, man. I, here, here's what I think is going to happen. I, I could be wrong about this. I think Houston's going to play a little hardball. And I, I don't know if you remember the situation in Cleveland when Kyrie was forcing a trade. And yep. he gave Cleveland a list of teams that he wanted to go to, and then Cleveland traded him to somebody not on that list. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Now, 
I felt like Cleveland got a good amount in return, but then they just let it all go. Like they, you know, they pushed everybody kind of out the door. I think Houston looks like they might try to do the same thing. Like Harden's going to give them a list of teams that they want them to go to. I think that Houston is going to trade him to the team that gives up the most. If, if he wants to leave, I don't know if it's going to be on his terms. Yeah. So it's either that or Houston, or if he bullies his way to New Jersey or New York, the Nets in Brooklyn, like Brooklyn's going to have to give up the bank for him. Yeah. And it, yep. I saw, and I saw somewhere where they said they either wanted Kyrie or KD in the trade. As they should. Oh well, yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. It's got to, it's got to be part of the request. One I'm telling you right now, KD is more valuable to me than James Harden. So Facts. Like, Houston's got to give me more than James Harden for KD. Yeah, I agree. Kyrie could probably be a straight up trade with maybe a pick or two in there, maybe an extra player, but I mean, I just don't see it working, man. I, I really think that the best scenario for him is going to get moved to Philly. Who wants him? Who's trying to make it happen? Yeah, that's what I see. Other than that, I think he's stuck. I mean, and the other thing I can think of is that they, they play the season out for a little bit and kind of see how it goes. And then if it doesn't go, and then they try to make a deal before the trade deadline. Yeah. Very Carmelo Anthony to New York-esque. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's another yeah. team too. The Blazers have had an awesome offseason. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 re-signed Carmelo. Um I'm looking through here. Gosh dang. Derek, they got uh, they got Derek Jones Jr. Mm-hmm. Um they also re-signed. Well, I just saw it. It was Carmelo and they uh, re-signed some. They got Roco. They signed yeah. Robert Cut, which is huge. Harry I mean, we've all we've all talked about before how how reliable and how much we love Robert Covington, um, as far as you know defensively and being able to, to uh, anchor a defense. I mean, we love Robert Covington and what he can do. Yeah, they bring back Indus Cantor. Yep, they, they sign Harry Giles. Who, Harry Giles is sneaky. I haven't That's given up on one. yet. I haven't given up on him. Yeah, Harry Giles is a sneaky one though. I, I'm telling you. <laughs> He he's a guy, man. If he gets it, he almost he's almost um, gosh, he's almost Miles Turner esque. Like if he gets it, then it's going to be trouble for people. You know what I mean? Like he's got that kind of ability, but it's just getting it, getting it to click. Now you're putting him in a in a in a different situation in Portland. Um, you know where you've got guys around him that, that'll make him better, and the team is better. So it, it Harry Giles may be a guy that sneaks up there and, and gives you backup center minutes and, and can do things uh, to help the Blazers be a better team. Uh, one team that hasn't really made a whole lot of splashes um, that was contending, well, they were supposed to contend for a title, are the Bucks. I I, I was kind of I was kind of surprised that they hadn't made a whole lot of moves. I know they've re-signed. Uh, Pat Connaughton, they picked up Bobby Portis. Um, but I was expecting, I guess, a, a, I guess some more out of them a little bit. Because, um, you know, for them to be knocked out that early and, you know, and, and for them not to make any kind of like moves or, 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 you know, I mean, I know Giannis is there and, you know, he's the MVP, but. Yeah, the they really make, trade. Yeah, but they didn't really make a splash to me, you know. Yeah. I get that. You know, I 
I mean, I would think that if you're contending for a title, I mean, like you, you see the Lakers. The Lakers just come off a title, and they made all these moves to make that team better. You know, you see a, a team like Phoenix makes all these moves to make themselves better. But, like, you would think with the Bucks being so close that they would try to do something to get them over the hump, maybe? I don't know. I, it's just weird to me. You mean Bobby Portis and DJ Augustine won't get them over the hump? <laughs> but th- I mean, but that's what I mean. What though. do you like, mean? Yeah, I mean, and like I said, we, we – Ben Forbes? Right. I mean – like, to me, I'm like, you know, if you're trying to be elite, if you're trying to get to the NBA Finals, you have you have under-succeeded in the last two years because you've had the best team in the East and you haven't really been able to get where you're wanting to be. I, I would think that you would try to make some more moves, make some more headway, try to move some money, find some free agents, especially if you're that close to being – uh, NBA Finals contender. Um, yeah, but, yeah, like the Knicks and Pistons aren't going to be good. Right. Like they've made moves. They've but been they've aggressive. made moves. Right. At least they've gone out and tried to get people. And, you know, they've signed free agents and they've done different things. And you would think if you're trying to be a contender, um, even 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 the 76ers when got Dwight Howard, which I think is a great signing for them because – uh, I think that that helps them defensively immensely, um, but you would think that the Bucks are so close. Why would you not? Now, and like I said, I, this is me not looking at their cap. I don't know what they have as far as the spin, but you would think that they would try to make some moves after you've seen the Lakers make moves to to get better, to be better for next season. Well, let me ask you, Ben, because uh, I'm curious about one signing in particular, one of your favorite players. Um, how do you feel about J.J. Barea going back to Dallas? <laughs> the LeBron, the LeBron first, stopper. First off, oh, you know, I, oh, I hate that. My <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you know, I hate J.J. Barea. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, yeah, that, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, that's a mark. That's a mark. I don't even know what to say about that's a Mark Cuban guy, you know. He is a Mark Cuban guy, you know. Mark Cuban, you know, giving him some love and resigning, you know. So it, 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 it is what they do. So um, I, I'm probably going to always bring this team up when we talk, um, and I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this because we we touched on the the Clay Thompson um, injury on our last pod, and uh, obviously since then Golden State's made a move or two to try to bolster their roster. Um, do you guys think that Golden State's done enough to like truly put themselves in contention to try to compete, or do you think Clay is 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 it's that far removed from um, that Golden State kind of aura that they have that they don't have enough on the roster to push through? Because um, like that we talked about them signing Kelly Oubre, you know. So right now, um, I don't know. Could they put? Ubre or Wiggins and let them play the, the the two guard and like roll with like Curry, Ubre, Wiggins, Draymond, and Wiseman. Like, is that your starting five? Do you that's do your you, starting five? Do you put yeah. somebody in there like uh, I think they signed uh, Brian Wanamaker from Boston? Ken uh, Bazemore. That's a good. Uh, that's a good sign. Bazemore, decent sign. So like Pascal, Looney, Chris, like they got guys off the bench, but like, do they have enough? I don't know if they have enough to compete with the Lakers. Yeah. But I do think they're going to be really good still. Yeah. Um, I, I, 
there's something about, and I was reading an article earlier, there's something about Steph Curry that I just don't want to doubt him. Yeah. Well, I, I, guess, I, I guess where I was going with this is that do they have enough on their roster plus draft picks to make a trade for Giannis still? Ooh. No. No, they don't. Nah, I, 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 yeah, I, I don't think they have enough. Um, I don't, I mean, I, I that's, that's a tough one. I, I, I don't, I don't know if that's going to be the move. Um, and, and as you're seeing it, I mean, like I said, I, I love, I still love Steph Curry. Um, I still like that roster. You still have Draymond Green. Like you said, you still got Looney, uh, Pascal. You still have – you bring in Kelly Oubre, which is a great signing. Tim already mentioned the Wanamaker deal. I like I like, I like, like their pieces. I just don't think that they can t- contend, you know, with the Lakers. I, I You know, I, I think that um, Clay is going to – you know, Clay, of course, is going to be that missing piece. Um, but I do think they'll be competitive. I don't think they'll be in the lottery again. Um, I do think Wiseman. Um, I think Wiseman has a chance to be rookie of the year um, because I, I think that he will make that much of a difference um, defensively. He will be he will be a help, and I think that um, if he develops more offensive offensive skills, it'll make them that much better because then they can kick out the shooters like they're used to being able to do. Uh, with Draymond and when they had Boogie Cousins in there, uh, when Cousins was, health, was healthy, that would made them more effective because you had to play the inside game and then you try to have to defend that outside game. So um, okay. I do think they'll be competitive. I don't think that they'll be able to compete with the Lakers. That makes a lot of sense. I just, I, I, there's, I, I love Bob Myers as a GM and I mm-hmm. always think he's got something up his sleeve no matter what. Oh yeah, he thinks ahead. He thinks three steps ahead. Yeah, and we mentioned that last. We mentioned that last part. Like, <clears throat> like they're definitely playing chess, and most teams are playing checkers. I mean, they, they, they are definitely are thinking ahead. They definitely have a plan in place. And of course, we don't know that yet, but they, they definitely have something in mind of what they want to do. Um, and when it comes to fruition, we'll all be like, ah, there it is. <laughs> oh, but Josh brings up a good point as far as <clears throat> one thing that really stands out for them. They have the Timberwolves pick this year. Oh, yes. They do. And a very, very loaded NBA draft. And a loaded loaded draft. Like, Kate Cunningham's nice. He's going to be awesome. But no one's talking about B.J. Boston enough. That's kids. Yeah. That pick could be a lottery pick real fast. I was going to say that pick could be a lottery pick real quick. I think it might be top three protected, but – for, for Minnesota, but other than that, right. yeah, if Minnesota falls like five, that's a hell of I mean, a pick. Yeah. Right, that's a great pick for a team that's going to make the playoffs and just got James Wiseman the year before. Yeah. So, I mean, whew, that that's scary. That's yeah. scary. So then, not only that, you get a top, you get a top ten pick. You just brought in Wiseman. You're going to get Clay back, and you still have Steph and Draymond. Yeah. I mean, Which. I think we kind of look. I like Draymond Green a lot. He's yeah. obviously been amazing. I think we have a tendency to overrate who he is now. Like, yeah. I think you know this isn't to say he's a bad player or that he doesn't belong or anything like that. It's just 
you know, when you hear people like, well, they have Draymond, like people still act like this is 2016. Like, yeah, he hasn't been it's that not. for a while. Like, yeah, it's not the dig on him. It happens. But like, you know, he's nowhere near as good as he is and who else is he is with Golden State, obviously. And they're always going to find ways to make him be work for, work for them and be successful. He's right. still a very good on ball defender. He's still really good on the block. But, you know, he's not going out there shooting threes all the time anymore. He's not going out there stretching the floor for you. So yeah. do I still love him as a player? Absolutely. But this is in 2016. Yeah. I am going to tell you that I don't know how true it is. I'm, I'm, I'm in my rumorville right now that uh, they, they, somebody was trying to work out a deal to get Wiggins off the team to get DeMar DeRozan to Golden State. Mm. I hate that move. Yeah. I think mm. I, I hate it. But... What happened? I wonder what, what happened to uh, the DeRozan to the Lakers. What happened with that? Dennis Schroeder. Schroeder, okay. Yeah. So once they signed him, that 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 deal was dead. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Crazy. So let, let's go into the the big extensions, guys that secured the bag. We'll call this segment bag secured. Donovan Mitchell, five years, one hundred and ninety five million dollars. One nine five <laughs> Shaq Diesel. We're going to diesel deals. <laughs> All state general. Yeah. Shaq Diesel. Yeah, you do a better Shaq than I do. Buy Papa John's pizza. It's great. <laughs> Get you the shakaroni. Get that icy hot. I'm already, I'm already going to say I love it just because I like to see my boys from the Ville get taken care of. So there you go. There you go. I mean, uh, what? What Donovan did in the bubble, I mean, I think secured the bag. That- yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, next, Jason Tatum securing the bag. Also, five years, $195 million. He's getting better yeah. every year. Okay. He projects to be an MVP one day. Uh, I, I 100% agree. Uh, money well spent. Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram's deal, if I can pull it up here. That's a lot of money. Was five also years. five years. It was 158. 158. Securing the bag, Brandon Ingram. But how do we feel about, about that deal? Now, what I did, what I forgot to, to even realize is that freaking Brandon Ingram is only 23 years old. Yeah. Lord have mercy. I feel like he's been in the league nine years. <laughs> so he's 23. He's paired with Zion and he's got five years and 158. How do, how are we, are we good with this deal? You know, um, you know, a lot of people said him coming out of school, they were comparing him a lot to KD, just the, the build, the size, the ball handling. He doesn't shoot as well as KD does. But, man, I tell you what, like, towards the end of the season, I mean, he was lights out, like, legit lights out. It, it was it was scary to watch. And I was like, if he could get to that level um, where he could shoot a little better from three, um, you know, get a little bit of higher percentage shots up. And, like, he, he, changed, he changed his shot selection, I think, which is what caused him to be able to be such a more prolific scorer. Um, I told you, I think him and Zion together, man, that's a, that's a, that's a nasty tandem. Oh yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. Um, and I, and I think that's a tandem where, um, 
if it's two guys you can build a franchise around, you know what I mean? So um, those two guys are your anchors, and you can kind of build around those guys to to uh, make that team a playoff contending team. Um, our next guy, which hails from the University of Kentucky, Bam, out of Bayou, securing his bag five years, $163 million. What do we think about Bam's deal? I, I love it, honestly. I think that <clears> – <throat> I think he's the next big, you know, I think we saw that quite a bit this year between the playoffs. He was an all-star. They go to the finals um, when he's not in the finals, you know, when he's hurt for what, two or three games, you see the Lakers kind of just put like, put their size on Miami. Um, not that I think the series would have been any different by any means, but mm-hmm. you know, having Bam makes such a difference for that team. You know, he's such a good passer uh, for for a big man. He, he helps that team kind of just, you know, it seems like as good as Jimmy Butler is, as good as Tyler Hero is, Duncan Robinson, you can go down the list. Um, now they have Precious Achua. Uh, it seems like everything kind of runs when bands running, and that's Absolutely. when they're at their best. So, yeah. I mean, not to mention that block hit on Jason Tatum might be the third greatest block of all time. Oh, man, unbelievable. And, and it's kind of like – and we mentioned this just a second ago, which is funny. This is a weird segue. But it almost reminds me of 2016 Draymond. Like – you know you got all the stars there, but always felt like in 2016, like that train didn't roll without Draymond. Like that Draymond was the tone setter. He was the guy that that was like that. Uh, he was their engine. Like he was their he was their protector. He he was their tough guy. He was their swagger. And I Michael feel Thompson. like Bam is that way. What's that? He was their Michael Thompson. Like he yeah. was their like yeah yeah absolutely. And I feel like Bam is that way. Like. Like, Jimmy Butler is the leader. I mean, no doubtly. Like, Jimmy Butler is the guy. But Bam out of Bayou, it gives you everything else. So, so what, what has Miami, you know, coming off a of finals appearance where we watched Jimmy Butler, I mean, <laughs> put up one of the better final performances that we've ever seen. Yeah, game five was incredible. Oh, my gosh. But what, Unreal. I, I guess I'm speaking to Pat Riley right now. Like, what have they done – to enhance what they just came off of? I think one of the bigger things was obviously bringing back Goron. I think that, yes. that would have been a huge loss for them. Um, I don't love the Avery Bradley signing, but that's not because of like the heat. It's more because I don't love Avery Bradley as a basketball player. <laughs> He's your J.J. Barea. <laughs> but, you know, like, they lost a ton of guys. You're right. Um, did you bring in Mo Harkless, who I like? Do I think he's going to, you know, be better for all those other guys? Probably not. But I mean, I still think with what they have, um, they, you know, they had a good draft. I think they have a chance to still be really awesome again, especially with Spo in charge. Yeah, I, I there's something to be said for Heat culture, um, and I know it's becoming a cliche, but I and I. I I really do think that those guys and, and Spolstra and Riley, they just do it different. It's almost kind of got that Popovich feel to it mm-hmm. where when you bring a guy in, they may have their own ideas and thoughts, but they all kind of fall in line. So they all do the things that are required of them when they're in that culture and in that, in that environment. So you know what's funny. And, and I, I don't know if this is a good analogy or not, but so you know, and I, I know we don't do this debate on here. We're not going to talk about it. So I'm not going to bring up the Jordan LeBron debate. But mm-hmm. what I am, real, Josh. you notice, you ever notice that like one of the arguments, you know, was um, 
when Jordan gets brought up and, you know, he, he's won six championships and everybody's like, well, he had Phil Jackson, right? But then on the other end of it, everybody's like, you know, LeBron won two championships in Miami and he had Eric Spolster, who wasn't that good of a coach. And I'm like, I'm not really understanding the, the yes. theory because Phil Jackson, yeah, he has 11 rings, but Phil Jackson didn't have anything when he took over Bulls, just like Eric Spolstra didn't have anything when he took over Miami. So to me, it's kind of an apples to apples comparison at the time, because neither one of them were established coaches. We've learned over the years that Eric Spolstra is a really good coach, really good coach. And he made a lot of, over the years, he's made a lot of adjustments and we've saw, we've seen him put his teams in positions to win where, we learned that Phil Jackson was a really good coach after like two years, kind of the same thing with Eric Spolstra. So like, I've always wondered like, why does Phil get this hierarchy of, of praise, but Eric Spolstra didn't ever get the same praise. I know he hasn't won 11 championships, but he's got a couple, right. Um, And Phil did go to the Lakers and he still had, you know, two of the top 10 players of all time on his team. So um, I've always wondered why that comparison is not the same. We have special guest appearance from someone's dog. <laughs> Not one of mine, shockingly. <laughs> but yes, joking joking aside, I agree with you, Josh. Um, I really always like Spolster. The fact that he came up, you know, he had he learned from Stan Van Gundy, who we can say what we want. He's a good NBA coach. Like he knows mm-hmm. basketball. He learned from Pat Riley, where <clears throat> Phil Jackson, you know, kind of to further your point, who would Phil Jackson follow? Doug Collins? Like Yeah. Yeah, you know, so yeah, there's always going to be dumb things people bring up in this argument to say who's better and why and this and that. And um, yeah, I think Spolcher definitely deserves some praise. I think if you look at coaches right now in the NBA, you know, Popovich, Nick Nurse, um, Steve Kerr, you know, suppose up there with all those dudes. Like, I love Frank Vogel. I'm not ready to put him there yet, but. Right. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I think from Timming brings up a great point. Like, he started off as a film editor, like, yeah, and worked his way all the way through to be the head coach. Um, and here's the thing about Spolstra, and this is what to me makes him great he has handled LeBron James, Wade, um, he had Ray Allen, now he has Jimmy Butler, Bam out of Bayou, Tyler here. Now he's got a different set of guys. But he's handled all those personalities and all those egos. They've all fell in line with the way he's wanted to do things, which is defensive presence and playing as a team and playing as a whole. LeBron was the guy. Yes, we knew LeBron was the guy. But all those other pieces around him is what made that thing work. You know what I mean? And the same thing with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler was the guy. Everybody knew Jimmy Butler was the leader. And everybody followed suit, but everybody else did exactly what Spolcher wanted them to do. They played hard defensively. They they sold out. They they bought in for one another. And it's a it's a different mentality. And and that's why I compare that to the uh, Popovich. I mean, Popovich has never been about guys with egos. He's never been about guys that have their own agendas. And it's a certain matter. Of, of guys that have to play in that kind of system. And it's 
it's kind of weird to see it, as, but as a as a coach, you you see that and you recognize that and you understand that that you need those kind of guys to buy in to what you're preaching. And when your leader buys in, when a LeBron buys in, when a Jimmy Butler buys in, then everybody else kind of falls into place. And on top of that, you have an awesome structure with your GM with Pat Riley. Pat Riley's been around the block. He's got championships. He's been around winners and leaders, Magic Johnsons, James Worthies, um, you know, all the guys that he's been around when he got the coach and then he became the GM. He's been able to do all these great things, and now he just passes that down to Spolstra. And Spolstra has been able to follow suit and be able to deal with all of the different guys that he's had to deal with, been able to win championships and bring – key culture into uh, everybody's vernacular because that's what all we talked about during the bubble is heat culture and the way those guys play and they all play for each other and they're all giving everything they've got. And Jimmy Butler bought into that. And also we know what kind of player Jimmy Butler was. So I think Spolstra, I, I kind of agree with Josh, like Spolstra doesn't get enough credit. Agreed. Um, because I, I think that he has been able to do some great things with great players. They all kind of fit into what they've wanted to do um, as far as the way that he wants them to play and the way that he leads a team. So, I, I, yeah, Spolstra uh, to me is up there uh, with, with some really great coaches. Yeah, I'm with you. <clears throat> Well, boys, I, I think that's that's uh we got one more, oh. one more seg. Oh yes, yes we do. Yes, what we are thankful for. But first, before we get to that, yes, sir. <clears throat> sorry to take over. Uh, we had a we had a comment in the in the video today from Kevin Goff, so I want to make sure we give a shout oh. out. If, if you okay. tune in, we're gonna we're gonna ask your, we're gonna answer your questions if you ask us them. So absolutely. So, what do you all think about the Clippers not wanting Trez? How do you think they'll match up against each other when they play? So that's a good one, obviously. We've kind of touched yes. on a little bit. Um, Lakers-Clippers is obviously going to be big. We've talked about this quite a bit throughout the show. But I'm, sh- I'm kind of surprised they didn't want him back because it seemed like he was kind of their toughness guy. You know, Josh mentioned this is one of the Ville guys. So um, I'm shocked. And also I think that he's going to have a little bit of vengeance on his mind. Mm. It probably feels like he's in a better situation. I, I, yeah, I would agree with that. I, I think he's going to – um, I think he's going to play like a man possessed yeah. uh, because he's it's almost like that lover scorned. You know, I, I gave you everything I had. I played as hard as I could. I've done everything you've asked me to do. Um, and then you just, then you just let me go. So, I, you know, for him, you know, he's going to try to bring that mentality to LA. And you're also pairing it with the, greatest basketball player in the world and the second or third greatest basketball player in the world. So I think he, like you said, Tim, I think he's in a better situation. Um, and I think that his, um, his effect on that game uh, will be immense because now I don't think the Clippers have anybody like him to fulfill that role. Marcus Morris, yeah. man. I, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I don't, I don't know if they want him. I think they're still over from losing. And they were like, 
what the F just happened? Like, they still are, like, in lulling about the fact that they didn't make it out of the bubble um, with with that chip. So you would think, though, like, if, if he was your guy and you wanted him back, like, that deal would have been done day one, a free agent signing. Like, you would yep. have been there talking in his ear already, like, hey, we need you back to make this run, and it would have been a done deal, and it wasn't like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. Um, I was kind of shocked that they let him go. I was kind of shocked that they didn't try to get a deal. Um, but I was even more shocked. That, well, I'll say this. I wasn't shocked, but it was kind of odd to me that he was like, I'm going from the Clippers to the Lakers because it's, you know, that that's kind of um, it's kind of a rivalry thing. And then, like, granted, I mean, he doesn't have to buy a new house. He can He's in the <laughs> same building. He just moves stuff from locker to locker. So, I mean. I guess it's, it's all um, right, I guess. So his basketball's Johnny Damon. Yes. <laughs> yep, that's exactly that's exactly what it is. Yeah, um, he's gonna go out there, he's not gonna have a beard next year. You're gonna be like, yeah, he's gonna be clean shaven. <clears throat> He'll cut his dreads. You're like, what happened to like what the heck's going on? It'll probably take like a couple of weeks to get like comfortable with. Like, do you remember like when James Harrison played for the Bengals for a season? You're like, oh yeah, this is weird. Like it's this odd. uniform looks just weird. We're like, odd. by week yeah. four, you're like, mm, okay, yeah. You're like, it's still weird. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't just didn't look right. Didn't feel yeah. right. You know what yeah. I mean? Just didn't feel right. It was like letting a you know, a, you know, a guy that you didn't like all those years and now he's on your team. Like it's, <laughs> It's, it's that weird. was me. That yeah, was me. It, it's weird. Like I hate your guts. I hate your guts. Bengals, Bengals signed free agent Harrison. You're like, I, I guess. He's I just misunderstood, like, guys. He's just like, I guess I gotta like. Hey, yeah. um, funny you gotta say that. I was actually, um, I was actually in the restaurant at Longhorn the day he came to sign his contract, and he came in to eat with his agent, and everybody was trying to bother him, and I actually went over to him and I was like, man, listen, as I want you to know, I'm a huge Steelers fan. And I said, I'm really sad to see you go. I was like, but welcome to Cincinnati. And he like, gave me some daps and went on about his business. And I was like, man, that's a big mother effort right there. He was. <laughs> he's huge. Well, and it's human funny, bowling like, ball. He's built like a silverback gorilla. Yeah, he's <laughs> huge, man. He's huge. Yeah, he's a big dude. So um, our last segment, what we are thankful for via basketball. Yeah. So um, – I will kick this segment off. Um, I am thankful for basketball um, that it's going to be right around the corner that it's going to restart. That is why I'm thankful. Um, I, the basketball season this past year in the bubble um, has me excited for this year. Free agent has me excited for this year. Um, all the signings, the moves – um, seeing if the Lakers can do it again. I'm excited about the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I'm excited to see what other teams are going to do um, with this new year. Shorter year, um, shorter amount of games, no all-star game. Um, I I'm interested to see what this year is going to look like, but I'm excited that it's going to be starting very soon. Um, I, I hope – my only fear is I hope that players had enough time that were in the bubble to get their bodies back to where they're usually normally want to be. But besides that, I am excited about basketball being back the season coming back. Uh, and and it, it is just super exciting. Um, and that's what I am thankful for. Timmy diesel. 
Hmm. <clears throat> I'll first off say I'm thankful for the bubble because it saved a lot of my downtime during quarantine. Mm-hmm. And also, I want to say I'm thankful for The Last Dance, not because it continued the GOAT debate because we know I hate it so much, but because it really gave us something to look forward to on a week-to-week basis mm. when there was nothing in the world to look forward to. So. Man. I'm um, mm. giving us, you know, two hours every Sunday night for four or five weeks straight where we just could sit there and like relive some great memories and great moments in Michael Jordan's career. And also that run of the Bulls was obviously awesome, though. I'm still trying to figure out why they just skipped over the 97 season like it didn't happen. Other than that, though, it was pristine, yeah. it was perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Odellis Forellis. Um, I'm going to piggyback on to the bubble a little bit, but I'm thankful for Adam Silver. Uh, I'm thankful for the fact that um, as a gentleman that runs an entire league, um, everything that's been thrown at us this year with the pandemic and, you know, the election and, you know, all of the social injustice, I, I, I just feel like he handled that stuff with the best of class and, Um, out of all the professional sports I feel like him and his team saved us with basketball and during the year all alone so like I want to give a big shout out to him um, his executive team um, you know I don't know if they give awards out for commissioners of the year, but (laughs) he would have won it every year let's be real if they did he would it wouldn't even be close you know, I, I had a lot of I had a lot of doubt about him when he first took over the NBA, man. And he just kind of slid right in and like you just learned to love him like right off the bat, man. So that's what I'm thankful for. I appreciate him and the job he does. Um, he's made the basketball exciting again. And um, I know it's not just all him, but he makes he makes tons of decisions, man. And, 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 I, and I feel like had it been somebody else, you know, Roger Goodell. Um, <laughs> Or somebody else that runs uh, <laughs> one of those other leagues. I don't know if the NBA would be where it is right now. Yeah, Man. Adam Silver compared to all the other commissioners in sports is like 1970s UCLA basketball. Like, yeah, it's you walk in the court, close. you know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's not even close. I mean, his his forward thinking, um, and 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 not only just basketball, but on social issues uh, and, and other things like that. Man, like he he always has a voice. He always speaks for, you know, he's always speaking for uh, different communities and, and, and representing different things. And, and, you know, he's always behind social causes and, hey, and as a league, they're like that, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, um, it's just a, you know, well-ran organization, uh, you know, I mean, he, bubble. Even stands, he even stands behind the WNBA. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah huge. absolutely. Yeah, he's a huge. Yeah, he's a huge WNBA component, um, and, and you know he just does so many things the right way, um, you know, with the league. And, and I mean, who would have thought that going into a bubble down in Disney with with that many people and, and all the moving parts? I mean, and it just well, I'll say this to us as viewers, it moves seamlessly. I mean, yeah, it was awesome. just. I mean, it was just beautiful the way it was coordinated. You had then you started getting zero positive tests. Then you had no issues with people getting COVID within the bubble. Everybody was was healthy and being able to do zero. their thing. Zero. I mean, zero positive test the last three months of the season. So, um, 
you know, big ups to Adam Silver, big ups to the NBA, big ups to everybody that had an opportunity to work in that bubble and be able to provide all of us a sense of normalcy uh, in this crazy world uh, with, with being confined and quarantined and all the other crap that's going on. NBA basketball was was normalcy. It was it was therapeutic. It was needed, um, and they did an excellent job. So, and my um, team won the title. And your team won the title. Yes, it did. And and I'm representing your team tonight. So, um, one of well, my teams, from, I guess. One of our teams. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, from everybody, you know, from here, from 48 minutes, shot callers. Uh, we want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, enjoy your time. Uh, safe travels. Be safe. Um, please mask up. Do what you have to do to stay healthy, please. Uh, and Absolutely. make sure you check us out. We're on Facebook. Uh, we're on uh, we're on all the social medias at 48 Minutes, NTWRK, on Twitter and, and Instagram. Uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, please, if you're on Apple Podcasts, Please, please give us a five-star review. Uh, we need them. We appreciate them. We love them. Uh, and it makes us uh, very, very happy when we get those. Um, so if you're listening to us there, please give us the five-star. Or you can catch us on any podcast, uh, any of your podcast providers we are on there. So um, I thank you guys for joining us tonight. Guys, everybody on Facebook, thank you. We love you. Thank you for the comments. Um, and we will see you guys soon. Enjoy your Thanksgiving and have a great night. Be safe, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes, sir.